Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Rob Booker Fork Show, sponsored by IGUS. Well, in the first two episodes of this podcast, I have heard a fair amount of feedback that you want more practical stuff, but you also want a bunch more stories of traders who made it, traders who've made money. And I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pepper in to this episode, five secrets of traders who made more than a hundred thousand dollars a year and uh, what they did and how they did it. I'm going to tell you a few stories about those traders and uh, share with you some insights that I learned along the way. So my name is Rob. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're brand new to the show, I started trading 22 years ago. I started trading Forex because, well, the leverage was great, and I thought I could turn a small amount of money into a gigantic amount of money within a short period of time. And uh, I didn't know at the time how difficult it could be to actually trade for a living, but I think my ignorance was bliss. And I think at times I had so much hope that trading could be a solution that I was willing to undergo a lot of the stresses and the difficulties that came along the way. So today I want to share with you some hope. I want to share with you some secrets uh, that worked for me along the way. Maybe cut the learning curve down a little bit for you. Now you probably, if you're listening to this show, you're probably just starting out trading Forex or you've traded for a while and you want to brush up on your knowledge or you just want to be reminded of the things that make the most difference. And I can say that with a fair amount of confidence because in 22 years of trading, I can honestly tell you that the majority of traders, the typical traders, don't make money. It's unfortunate, but true. Here are five ways that you can improve the chances of your trading success, especially when you're talking about trading Forex. So here we go. Number one, you've got to learn how to lose. What does that mean? It means when you first fire up a demo account, or even, dare I say, when you fire up a live account for the first time, I'm going to encourage you to attempt to lose money. What that means is I want you to open up that account and I want you to place a trade and I want you to actually try to lose money. Now, why do I say this? Because most traders are terrible at losing. The reason that most traders fail is that they want it to be easy. And so they get into a trade. It starts to go against them and they don't want to admit it. They don't want to close it. They don't want to realize a loss. And so they keep that losing trade open. It's the number, obviously, the number one way to fail at trading is to lose all your money. The problem is the easiest way to lose all your money is by holding open a losing trade. So what I want you to do is practice losing. It's the most important thing that you can learn to do is to lose gracefully and to learn to lose responsibly, but most of all quickly. So open up a trade on your demo account or on your um, uh, small live account when you first start up and try to lose money. And try to lose 10 pips. 10 pips would be a basic unit of measurement in the world of Forex. 10 pips would be a small movement. If you're trading on a mini account, it would be $10. A micro account would be $1. Those are reasonable amounts of money. And as soon as you get to that 10 pip mark and that loss, close the trade. Practice closing the losing trade. I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. I know it sounds weird. Now, what's going to happen and what you'll discover is that it's kind of hard to lose money <laughs> when you're trying to do it. When you try to, tr to lose money, it's sort of, you have the um, George Costanza effect. In an episode of Seinfeld, George Costanza said, I'm just going to do the opposite of what's supposed to work, and I'm just going to go out and tell the truth. And so he sits down on a park bench, I think I remember, and he meets Marissa Tomei, some, you know, and I think, I can't remember if it's really Marissa Tomei in the show or not. 
But anyway, he meets her and he says, hey, I'm George Costanza. I live with my parents. I don't have a job. I'm kind of a wreck. And she goes, wow, that honesty is endearing. The same is true for traders when you try to lose. You actually do the opposite of what you think would work, and sometimes it actually works. I'll give you an example of what I mean. In 2009, I went back on the road and I taught my first weekend, well, actually it was a week, three or four days during the week seminar in Seattle, in Seattle, Washington. And I advertised it as, I will teach you for three or four days, we'll trade live together, and I'm going to never teach the same material again. And so I showed up at this event with no slides, no preparation, just my back testing software, and everybody else had the back testing software loaded on their computers. And I stood at the front of the room and I paired everybody together at the tables they were at. And I said, we are going to attempt to lose money. And everybody kind of shook their head and they thought, what the heck is this? What are we doing? And so what we did was we started off day one back testing. And I said, try to lose money. And then there, were la there was laughter as we started this out. People were laughing so hard because they couldn't actually lose money. They would open a trade trying to lose. It would start going in the direction uh, of making money. And I'd say, if you start making money, close the trade out. And so they started closing winning trade and winning trade and winning trade. And they said, well, I'm going to switch and go the opposite direction. So they'd switch and go the opposite direction trying to lose. And then they went winning trade and winning trade. And it started to become a joke. And after a while, we're all laughing pretty, pretty um, heartily. And what you realize is, Making or losing money really isn't the hard thing. That's not really that difficult. It's kind of just a random decision for so many people. But then the reality set in that after a while, you would start to find a losing trade. And as they started to find losing trades, the goal was to close those out as quickly as possible within 10 pips. And so time and time again, they would close those trades out. They would close those losers. They would close the losers. And then they'd get a winner. And I'd say, all right, if you have a winner, now keep it open. Keep it open for as long as you can possibly hold it. Pretend, for those of you that have been trading for a while, pretend that it's a losing trade <laughs> and hold on to it like it's a losing trade. And it goes on and on and on. And so they were, they were practicing this super important concept. Become accustomed to closing your losing trades fast and practice it so much that it becomes some, a natural muscle memory type of reaction to a losing trade. And then... When you get a winning trade open, practice just holding on to it. Now, keep in mind, we weren't using any indicators. We weren't using any strategies. There was, you, you were not allowed to put any indicators on your screen. You were not allowed to have anything except for the bars or the candles on your screen. Imagine that for a minute. All the other the hype and the nonsense and the stupid things that people think they have to do, none of it was necessary. These people in the room were simply taking a trade that they thought would be a loss. And if it turned into a winner, the, the, the responsibility was you have to hold on to it for as long as you can possibly tolerate it. You just hang on and hang on and hang on. And what would happen is they would get a winning trade. They would hold on to it for a while. And then they would, it would start to reverse and go against them and they would close it out. Well, that's like, that's like a trailing stop. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And then they'd get a losing trade and it would go against them 10 pips. And they would close that sucker off. They would, they would shut it down. And all of a sudden, this room was filled with eager and happy and excited traders who realized, oh, my gosh, this is not that complicated. I don't need to fill my charts with indicators. I don't need to buy a bunch of expensive software or alert services. 
I can simply manage my risk as the primary means of trading. That was it. Like the holy grail in the world of trading is risk management. Learning how to lose gracefully and quickly was a key element to the success of those traders. Now, that room of traders turned out to be the, the, the most successful, the most consistently successful and profitable group of traders that I ever taught because they learned to lose and they learned risk management as a trading strategy. Some of them went on to have a reasonably successful trading for a living type trading career and, and, and they never, ever, ever used any indicators. One or two of the people I remember putting um, uh, sort of a moving average on the screen as a, as a judge of trend, but that was it. All right, let me tell you a couple of stories and some extras that go along with this. So one of the most successful traders I ever talked to and ever worked with was Scott Welsh, and he's still trading to this day. He's actually, um, as of last year, the number two ranked Forex trader in the world. Maybe it's two years ago. He came in second place uh, against... Uh, a fellow from the Czech Republic or whatever, but he was actually the number one trader in the United States. And Scott Welsh had learned this very lesson. And once again, Scott Welsh, kind of like my friend Kurt from the very second episode of this podcast, Scott was trading a mean reversion strategy. So he would wait and wait and wait and wait and wait for a trend to sort of exhaust itself. As of right now, I'm recording this episode in October of 2022. And the U.S. dollar Japanese yen has just been going up for what seems like forever. Now, if you're listening to this show in uh, any time in 2023, I sure as heck bet you the U.S. dollar Japanese yen is no longer doing that. I bet you it's turned around. I don't know for sure, but I bet that's the case. And so what Scott would do is he would wait and wait and wait and wait and wait for a trend to exhaust itself. And then he would turn around and trade it in the opposite direction. He would trade back to a moving average. So on a four-hour chart, it would be like a 200 simple moving average. On a daily chart, like an 800-period simple moving average. And he would basically wait for a trend to exhaust itself, turn around, take a trade. If it was a loss, close it out. And if it was a win, he would hold it and try to ride it all the way back to its mean reversion. The wins in this trading system were enormous, but the waiting period to get into a trade was excruciating. So that's point number two. After losing how to learning how to lose gracefully, the idea is to become patient. Become so patient that you're waiting for a trade. Maybe you're waiting so long until you just can't wait any longer that you sort of have to bring yourself out of retirement. You have to get up and you actually have to do it. And if you didn't get up and do it, you would never forgive yourself. Number three, I guess we've already mentioned this one before, but um, you don't want to trade all the time. You don't want to trade full time and you don't want to trade 24 hours a day and you don't want to just follow anybody else blindly. What you want to do is you want to pull up some backtesting software like Forex Tester, or you want to get a demonstration account in MetaTrader. And what you want to do is you want to practice trading over and over and over and over again. Write down some rules. See if those rules work for you. Use trial and error. Refine those rules. Listen to the podcast. I think in the next podcast, I'll probably explain maybe one of those moving average strategies in a little bit more detail for you. But I guess I wanted to do five, but let's save two more for the next episode. Now, once again, my name is Rob. I'm happy that you're here. I don't have anything to sell you. There's nothing for sale. Everything on the website is totally free. Every one of these episodes is totally free thanks to IGUS. That's IG Markets in the U.S. Uh, branch of the company. 
So if you go to bookerforex.com, thanks to IG, you can get every episode of the podcast. You can click on the free stuff link. You can sign up for the email list and I will email you a list of totally free resources, guidebooks, PDFs, eBooks, and a regular email. Now, eventually, for those of you that go ahead and, and jump on over to IGUS and open a demonstration account or an account, I'm going to start a live trading room. If you're listening to this in October of 2022, you're on the ground floor of this opportunity. Now, if you're not, and you're not in yet, then you've got time. You've still got time to get in. So, Go to bookerforex.com, click on free stuff, and like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, and we'll be up and ready for episode four before you know it. I'll see you then.